I'm Audra. And I'm Sadie. And we are former English Lit majors and sisters who miss reading and discussing literature with fellow Lit nerds. And we created this podcast to discuss literature fueled by libations. So pick your poison and join us each week to discuss all the queries and views unearthed in great books. And support your local bookstore. Welcome, everybody, to Lit and Libations. Hi, Sadie. Hi, Audra. How are you? I'm good. I waited until you took a drink to ask that. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Um, I'm excited to talk about this book. I had, like, uh, it was, I'm excited to talk about it. I don't know if I loved the book, but I liked that we read it. Yeah. And I'll I'll say I would agree with that. I'm not going to lie. I didn't like the book very much um yeah it but it I think it there's a lot of stuff to discuss about it so I'm, yeah I'm, I'm excited to I'm yeah. still excited for the discussion so shit maybe I shouldn't have started with that everyone's like oh they didn't like the book let's not even listen but no I I'm excited to talk about it still even though it wasn't my favorite book I'm glad we read it I don't regret that we read it this is not the maidens yeah like no which again I saw in it came one of my favorite bookstores, King's English, and I was there I this weekend and I saw it up still and like not just like like it was on, you know, a wall for like, I don't know if it was recommendations or oh, well, it's because it was like a new paperback. Oh, okay. it was like the new paperback kind of area, I think. And I'm like, oh, it's, it's fine. It's really unfortunate. They must it pay a probably... lot of money to put that book in places. I don't yeah, know. I don't know. I'm flying out tomorrow for a horse show, and so I'm anxious to see if it's at the airport again. Oh, I'm sure. It was sure. at the airport and all the bookstores last time, so I will. I'll have to report. Um, I don't know why this is. This is like almost like a drinking game now. I've decided. Like every I time I see well, it, although I'm never where a drink of, is available. It's still. kind of funny because we're giving like that book so much publicity, even though it's bad publicity, but it's still publicity because we just never stop shit talking that book. That's true. It was awful. Um, well, on to books that are not awful. Yeah. Why don't you remind everybody what our next book is going to be, please? Yes. So our next book is going to be Autumn by Allie Smith. So this is fun. She um, she did this quartet, and I think the, the last book, Summer, came out in 2020. But Autumn is the first one. You don't have to read all of them. They're not really related. It's just a thematic Quartet. And so Autumn is a book about two old friends, Danielle, Daniel, a centenarian, and Elizabeth, born in 1984. Um, both, they look both to the future and the past as the UK stands divided by a historic once-in-a-generation summer. Love is won, love is lost, hope is hand-in-hand hand with hopelessness, the seasons roll around as ever. Um, I'm really excited to talk about this one and to to read it. It kind of goes a lot through time a little bit. Like it talks a lot about like the 1960s and like a lot of there's just a lot to this book and like memory and like harvest is a really big idea. So I thought this would be like a fun kind of mm-hmm. way to get us into the season of fall, which is my favorite season. Uh- I'm really excited to talk about it. I've, I, like, annihilated this book. I really enjoyed good, it. Good, good, So I'm excited to discuss it. Um, so thanks for, for picking that. I think you guys will really like it. So, um, And then we are also, we also already have the book we will be doing after. Mm-hmm. So in 
like three weeks. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of, it's a big one. So I wanted to do a Salman Rushdie novel. Um, obviously he's been in the news a lot lately and he actually is one of my favorite authors. Uh, I just love Salman Rushdie and one of, I love like all of his books. Uh, well, I don't, I don't like love Grimus, but I love most of his books. Um, and I really just think he's great and I love his essays and anything. So I wanted to do the ground beneath her feet. Um, so it's, it's like 575 pages, but it's doable. It's so great and funny to talk about. Mm -hmm. So we might take three episodes to talk about it. We'll probably break it up into some parts. And Sadie's got a really, I mean, she's always crazy busy doing important stuff, <laughs> but you've got some like really busy September coming up. So we want to like give space in case it's needed because yeah. we don't want this to be stressful. So we appreciate your patience and that gives you more time to read the book anyway. So yeah. definitely pick up copies of those from your local bookstore or bookshop.org um, so that you can read and see how great they are and be a part of the discussion. So, um, anything else? Uh, what you drinking? Oh, so I made a French 75 oh, with nice. that Empress gin. So I did an ounce and a half of Empress gin, um, half an ounce of simple syrup, uh, like three quarters of an ounce of lemon juice, fresh mm -hmm. lemon juice, put it in the shaker with crushed ice, shook it up, poured it in a chilled champagne flute, and then topped it with, um, the Rose Underwood, just like sparkling nice. wine. Nice. Uh, and then little lemon for garnish. So it's really good. I like a French 75. Yeah, that's a good cocktail. It's a classic. Um, I decided to go the rum route this time. So mm. I'm having a dark rum. Um, it's Kraken rum is what I use this time. And then it's with pineapple juice and lemon juice and a tiny bit of maraschino liqueur. Nice. Yeah, I really really like it. And then a, a lemon peel to garnish, and it's it's really it, good. I really like rum, um, with obviously like with pineapple, it's like to die mm -hmm. for. But it's not overly tropical, which I really like. Like, and it's not overly sugary. This is just a really good cocktail. I feel like this would also be really good adding like a ginger syrup or like something a little mm. bit spicy or autumnal. Yeah. Um, like I, I'm excited to experiment with some rum based fall drinks. I'm I'm excited for fall, if you cannot tell. Yeah. <laughs> I can I can tell. I'm aware. Did I tell you that the you'll love this? So at our barn, we do like a Halloween kind of event and we do like this kind of gymkhana. So it's like a horse show with like fun games kind of and oh, you fun. can dress up and everyone gets really into it. Um, and this year I'm going to go as uh, Mary Sanderson from Hocus Pocus <gasps> and two other of my friends. One is a redhead and one is a blonde. Uh, I'm brunette and we're going to be the witches from Hocus Pocus. Oh my and gosh. I'm going to. So Watson will be a vacuum. And then one's going to be a mop and one's the whatever, you know, when the they, there's that part yeah. where they have to. Yeah. Yeah. So I got him like this silver blanket basically, but it's cool. So he won't be too hot in it. And then I'm going to like draw an outline of a vacuum on him and then get a red sticker that says Hoover and like slap it on his oh butt. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. That's going to be, be fun. great. I'm excited to see your costume. I already have yeah, my so Halloween I'm excited costume for fall planned. Too. What is it? I'm going to be a pumpkin head lady. So what is a pumpkin head? Like, is this like actually, is this like a character from something that I'm just not aware of or is this no. something of your own creation? So like, okay. like I was like looking up old weird, like 
Victorian and like 1920s, of course you, were. you know, costumes mm-hmm. and like what did they like used to do for Halloween? And I'm gonna make myself a paper mache pumpkin mask, like pumpkin head mask, and then I'm gonna wear like a Victorian outfit. <laughs> Although I think I'm not gonna do Victorian I actually. It. I think I'm gonna do like revolutionary era, like 18th oh, century, okay. because I'm in New England. Like I feel like it fits. The, the city's okay. been around since pre-revolution, so I think that's what I'm actually going to do. And um, I'm going to have a pumpkin head. And I'm really excited. I'll have to send you a picture of, like, some of my inspiration. Um, but my goal this year for Halloween is to have the coolest yard and make everybody want to come to my house for Halloween. And I want to be the crazy pumpkin head lady. I want to start yeah. a legend, like a local legend on Arlington Street. That's what I want to do. I love it. It's going to be something. I'm, I'm all for it. I support you. We'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. Oh, well, I, I support you totally. I thank can't you. wait for you to be that person. Thank you. Thank um, you. Okay. So should we get into the book? Yeah. Yeah. Let's get into it. Okay. Um. So, and I, I there's so much that I kind of went down a rabbit hole with, but I wanted to not overwhelm. But so basically, so this novel is, is set in uh, Jaffa, uh, which is, it's the, like, it's an ancient port city mm-hmm. in Palestine. Um, and it really has like, it's really associated with a lot of biblical, biblical stories and mythological stories and they're famous, uh, which is uh, talked about quite a bit in this, in this novel for their orange groves. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like a really cosmopolitan city, I guess you could say. Um, and there's a lot of history there, but it's, so it's set in Jaffa in, uh, between 1947 to 1951. So this was right before and right at the very beginning of kind of the destruction of Palestine and all of the displacement that went on with the Arab population there to make way for like a lot of the British involvement in making like a Jewish homeland of uh, Israel and what that meant. And yeah. it was only one piece of a very long history of conflict in that region, but a very, I mean, it's all important, but I mean, it's still this was a, important. A, like it's still obviously going on and it's still a really difficult thing to talk about because it really, people feel, have a lot of feelings about it, obviously. So it, yeah, yeah, it's and a, it's a and so the difficult kind of conflict to parse through. Yeah, and uh, so I heard about it um, because they follow the editor of uh, Penguin House, and she recommended it. And I think the author is very interesting. Um, so she's also an architect. Yeah, um, and uh, she's has written six works of nonfiction. Um, and it's part of, it's like one of, it's like a memoir. Um, she's won awards for that and also an award for architecture. And she is part of like the Palestinian peace organization. She's very still involved in trying to specifically with Jewish and Palestinian women. Um, and like, so she's got a lot of personal experience as well as professional experience to the subject of the novel. So it follows kind of two teenagers. Um, I don't even know if it would really say follows, but they're kind of the main characters yeah. in in the novel. 
Um, so there's Subi, he's 15 years old and he's this really, um, great mechanic engineer, just can like fix anything. Um, and then Shams, who's a 13 year old, um, student who he knows through his father owns like an orange grove and, um, Shams's father works for Subi's father at the orange grove. Um, so it kind of brings in the different classes as well, which I thought was an interesting, like, uh, not subplot, but other layer to the story. Yeah. Um, but they, you know, he's in love with her. They only get to see each other so many times a year. He's kind of coming up in the world. He fixes uh, something for a very rich owner of one of the orange groves. And that, um, owner is a thank you by like, has him made a English tailored suit. Um, and it's like this prize yeah thing for him um and he like so this is going on and then uh in april of 1948 like there was kind of this destruction that took place and it was i mean the war had been going on and conflict had been going on but then basically he and his family and everyone in their town were forcibly evicted and chased out of their towns and burned out and you know and displaced and so he and shams lose contact with each other and like their families lose contact and it's it's a really awful time period and then the last part of the novel which we'll talk more about in the next episode probably but focuses on sham shams take and the character shams is actually someone who the author met and heard her story from so this novel is a novel but it's based on this story that she's told that was true about these two people um and you know and anyway uh, I really, I had a hard time with the novel because I really liked everything about it, but I feel like there was hardly any, like, character development. Yeah. And it read almost like a not great, like, young adult book in a way. Like, there just was not a lot of character development or emotional development. And it, I mean, I think that you can tell she's an architect because the book was so good on, like, details like I loved the descriptions of the physicality of where they were, the setting, and the was orange great. groves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like and so like those details were really well done and really good and like descriptive enough without being too much, but not so brief. Like she, I feel like it makes sense that she's an architect. Like she would just pay attention to those details, and she's really involved, I guess, in keeping and restoring historical buildings and historical areas yeah. of Palestine. And so it makes sense that all that was so rich. But the character development, I thought, was not even the even rich. even the conversation like felt yeah felt clunky and mm-hmm. felt like this is not how people talk. It almost felt like a bad language translation. Does that make sense? Even though I don't think that that is like how this book was. No, written. yeah, and that wasn't a part of it. it no, but yeah, I see what you're all. saying. Like it, it almost felt like some of the stuff was like it just it what it wasn't. It's not how I imagine any conversations actually happening with people. And then also, like, I feel like with the characters, I don't know. I guess you can kind of tell that she's, like, very good with physical things because when it came to things that I feel like have more nuance, like character development or, like, how someone feels in a situation, I felt like she had to, like, tell us or remind us why someone was feeling that way. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. Instead of just like letting us even just remember why they feel that yeah, way. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of exposition in ways that it didn't need, 
Yeah. And but then at other times the novel felt like pretty rushed. Like it just went from like scene to scene to scene to scene to scene to scene really quickly and like there was lots that happened but you weren't always given the backstory that you needed. Like they would say so-and-so died in a bombing and it's Mm -hmm. this horrible thing and you can tell how affected they are, but you don't even know who that person is really. Yeah. And there's no, there's like, it just goes so quickly. And part of me thought, well, maybe it's so disjointed like that because what's being described is a pretty like, I mean, there wasn't a lot of confidence in what the future could hold, you know, and and it was very chaotic and tumultuous. So it kind of fits with that, but I don't think that, it, that was like an int- it doesn't come off as intentional where you're like oh that's what you know what I mean well, like and that's even what's it, happening and even if it was intentional I don't think it was executed it's hard to well. read like, like yeah I agree yeah and I felt like I don't know about you but like I also found the pacing of the book to be mm-hmm. kind of weird um yeah it does it really goes it's like really slow in some parts like lots of time is spent on the suit which yes. Like, and I really liked, I thought that was an interesting part. So there's so much focus put on Subi with his suit and wanting this English tailored suit and the material. And he is so proud of the fact that he has earned this. And he goes through all this like tumult of really wanting the suit, but not wanting to ask when it seems like the owner who promised it to him has forgotten. And it being this big like test of his own like desire and fortitude and like confidence and then like how he's seen when he wears the suit he yeah. travels all around the town like so that he can be it's like I've got to get a whole life out of this suit which is interesting because he kind of does yeah because the suit does not survive you know and, and we can talk more about that but and I loved that but juxtaposed with the fact that it's this British suit but the British are doing this horrible I mean a lot of what this book is about is about colonization and like and all of that and how the, you know, um, just the different declarations that were made, like, you know, the British promise the support for a Jewish national home and they kind of take everything over, but then leave them all to have this and like have been going yeah. against different um, agreements. Like, so it's, they're not, they're not good guys, well, <laughs> you know, like in the I book think, is think, clear about that. I think the book is very clear about it, which is ironic because like, Right, you know, they're talking so much, like, shit. Obviously, way more than that. It's way more deeper than just talking shit. But, like, you know, they're very critical. And, like, they really view the English as, like, evil and bad. And then at the same yeah. time, they want nothing more than good English textiles. And um, I think that that is kind of confusing. I will say, I will just say, this is a really complicated issue. I am certainly not the most educated person on this conflict. Um, it has caused a lot of pain for a lot of people and continues to do so. One thing that did really kind of drove me crazy, though, about this book is I feel like it lacked nuance to the issue. Like, it's almost like the book wasn't about the issue at the heart of the conflict and more of just, like, what happened due to the conflict and, like, what happened to this people, these people and, like, their displacement. But I do feel like this book, like, was very, um, I don't know, it felt, there there were some moments in it where I, I'm not saying the author feels this way, but it's very clear that the characters feel this way of, like, not just being upset with, you know, the state of Israel and like what's going on with their displacement because of this government 
but like there was a lot of like hateful anti-Semitic rhetoric in this book and um like I think it's clear why and it makes sense why maybe they would feel that way as characters but I wish that she as an author had put in like a little bit more nuance to the issue of what like is going on because it's not like I don't have an opinion on the issue necessarily but like I think that this this book felt very one-sided which is fine I guess but I just feel like it needed more information I feel like I needed more information yeah I can I can see where you're coming from I I disagree in a way like I feel like the book does like the issues I have with it are truly like about kind of the character development and the pacing but like I really appreciated the point of view from it because I think its job isn't necessarily to like even though she doesn't give maybe as much information as she could or like add to that nuance of the issue like I think it it certainly inspired me to be more to look to look into it even more but also I I feel like particularly in the West, we're given uh, mostly a point of view from, like, State of Israel. Yeah. And I think there's not as much given to uh, Palestine and the people of Palestine and all the atrocities that have occurred on all sides and, like, really a well-rounded part of the issue. I think it's been mostly one-sided of a lot of what we hear, at least from my own experience. I'll put it that, like, you know, and I think that comes from where we're hearing it and our media and like our government and you know I think in general there's so much that goes on with like colonization that we try that we're not even aware of and I think that outside of the kind of two-state issue or the things that happened I know I definitely was never given as much information about the parts that the U.S. and uh, Great Britain played in all of it and kind of everyone's hands in this issue Oh, I, I think that it I agree. I'm not it, it, I'm not trying to to like say that the colonization of, of Palestine and like what happened was was good. And I'm not yeah, saying you're, you're just I'm, talking about the point of view from the novel. Yes. And I'm and I'm also just saying that I felt like a lot of what was said in this book is about the Jewishness of it. And I feel like that's not fair because I think that um like, I think that other countries like the United States and like the UK played a huge, a much even bigger hand, you know? And so, like, I feel like if I were Jewish, I would have a very difficult time reading this novel because there are things that are said by a lot of the characters that are, like, blatantly, like, anti-Semitic. And, um, and it makes sense why those characters would feel that way because the, these are the people that specifically they feel are coming to, like, take their home. Um, But I think that, like, I just wish that there had even been, like, a little bit more perspective um, from some of those people because it's hard. Like, I feel like none of it should be taken out of context. Do you know what I mean? Of, like, why are they there in the first place? shouldn't be taken out of context and like I I don't know I, I just I I get hesitant and I know like I have I have friends who are from Palestine and like they are part of that issue and they came to the United States because of these conflicts and like they have really strong 
valuable feelings and their opinions are good and like mm-hmm. absolutely this this issue needs more attention um but i you know it's i i worried a little bit reading this that some people would read this and then like feel that this is like how jewish people are but that's not the case like the state of israel is different than like the faith and that is something that kind of i feel like got lost a little bit in the book yeah i mean i think that's a good perspective to look at i think definitely i'm going to post up on instagram i looked up some other really good things to read like to give more perspective to to the issue but um so i'll put up the books that i kind of came up with and that i'm gonna get so i mean at the very least i think it's i really i really enjoyed that part of it i enjoyed it making me think about things that i hadn't thought of before in enough detail and to really give it a like just open up even more because true i mean as cheesy as it sounds like i just love that about books oh i I agree to know and understand and listen and listen to different voices that than I've heard before. So I, yeah. even though I didn't think the um, character development, honestly, it was, I, I had a hard time with it. it. Was, like it was kind of. I horrendous. was so conflicted reading the book. Yeah, I was so conflicted reading the book because I'm like, I really am enjoying learning about this issue and thinking about it, and the story in general seemed interesting to me, and I wanted to know what happened. I wanted to connect with these characters. Like I really liked some of what I got from the characters, like his uncle Habib. Um, he has a great, I think that was a great character and I, but I wanted more, like there yeah. just wasn't a lot of development and I do, I did like the second part of the book better, which we'll talk about more in the next episode, but I liked hearing more from Shams, which makes sense because that's who like the real person that she talked to is. So like she, there's probably more, she was, it was easier to have like a more developed character. And so you kind of get that more in the second part a little bit. Yeah. And I liked hearing from her and you know and it's also like a these these people are having to live as adults and their kids like she's 13 oh okay like so i think they were I, really when when so i'm sorry to interrupt you but i want to no, talk please. about the fact that she's 13 like i'm not gonna lie like some of the writing from um oh my gosh his name's sulip is that his name the boy. Are you talking about the like, Subi? Subi, yeah, Subi. I think it's Subi. Yeah, it is. Um, the some of the stuff from Subi regarding Shams, like it drove me crazy. Like I don't know. I just I guess I just wasn't that interested in hearing about like a teenage boy getting his first erection on a thir- like thirteen year old girl, you know, like. Yeah. Uh, that's young that's young and like I understand this is like a different time and like lots of things are going on but like I felt like there was just there was this part of the book where I just felt like there was so much focus on that and his like long distance kind of like obsession with her a little bit and then you know when yeah. when they meet and then you see each other again for like after having been apart for a while um he sits next to her you know and it's just like talks about him kind of like reaching out and trying to to touch her and I just like wasn't into it like 
it didn't even feel like teenage romance to me. Like it felt weird. Yeah, there wasn't enough development of their relationship. Like and yeah. there wasn't even that and that and that was hard because I feel like when it first started, I kind of was like, okay, I can you could like something really good could come out of this. You know, yeah. it's almost like I mean that whole the whole world they weren't quite a Romeo and Juliet, but in a ways, you know, like they were of different classes and it was hard to see each other and that's not who the other was supposed to marry. And there's the idea of like working towards having this happen and against obstacles. Like and those are always appealing relationships. Like yeah. they are in so many things. Yeah. And so it's like it had that possibility and having it be in a way that was a nice level of like innocence and uh something fresh and new and romantic and beautiful amidst things that aren't so gray and beautiful and sad and kind of showing that continuation of life like I think it had all the elements it just like was not executed very well and yeah like it it came off like just like weird to me and then also you know like part of um that character development I guess a little bit with Subi was just like there were times when they spoke to each other that I feel like he was ignoring any possible actual like communication and relationship that they could have had like the like he talks about marrying her one day and it's kind of like this cute like exchange like oh like for our wedding someday and she's like oh our wedding we're getting married okay and he mentions like he has this like fantasy of her in a white dress on their wedding day and he's gonna wear his suit and he mentions the white dress and you know, she's like a 13-year-old girl from like a different class and environment and community, really. And she's like, a white dress? Like, what are you talking about? Like, my dress would be colorful and it would have embroidery and it would be this and that. And he just like ignores it. He just like chooses to <laughs> ignore it. And um, and like it, there's even a line of like him being like, oh, she just like doesn't really know what she's talking about. Peasant girl, I'm just going to ignore it move on. She'll wear a white dress. And I just like that just drove me crazy. Like it like I was like, okay, you're just gonna you're just gonna ignore it. You're gonna just like plan this future and you're gonna ignore what she has to say or her opinion on it. You're just making all these decisions for this fantasy person that you like barely know, who by the way is 13. It drove me crazy. I honestly didn't enjoy these characters very much, except for Shams. I liked Shams great in the in the second half, which we'll talk about, but um this first half I just like, I liked the setting. That's what I liked. <laughs> like, I liked, that's yeah. what I liked. Um, It is, that part is lovely. Like, I really do like the description. I loved reading about the orange groves and, yeah. and like, Sahib and when he is fixing things and kind of his, you know, working at the mechanic shop and, like, you know, the talking about the town and how it's structured and how people are. And I thought it was really nice at, like, setting and that, that kind of exposition. So really enjoyable for that. And, again, it, it makes sense with what she does, but she's obviously really good at that, too, because yeah. such a great attention to detail, but really the important details. So yeah. it just was lacking in the character part, which was hard. Yeah. I really liked the descriptions of, like, um, the cafes in the town. There's one that's called the Fool's... Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was something. that was great. Hold on, let's find let's keep talking. I'll find it. What did you like about it? Well, I just I just thought it was funny because this is like after he got his suit and, you know, he's feeling like fancy, he's feeling pretty good about himself and I, I like that the there are these two cafes that are kind of set in juxtaposition of each other and like one is run by these twins. 
um, I want to say it's like Isa and Musa or something. And their whole joke is that the, yes. these identical twins, like nobody knows which one is which. They know that one of them is uh, cross-eyed, but they don't know which one it is. And they just like play off of this and and pretend to be like, you know, like if they drop the ball on something, oh, you must have told my brother. Like that didn't make it its way to me. And it's just this joke. They halfway through a conversation, they'll they'll change which brother they are. Um, but it, I just thought it was funny because they, you know, they, they have more to say, I think, about, like, with class and this, like, concept of, like, a false product kind of being being presented because they kind of make fun of him for his suit and then they make fun of him for yeah. going to the other cafe and, like, spending, like, way more money on, like, a coffee or tea there that they could have gotten for, like, a quarter of the price at their cafe and um i thought that was interesting because you know it's it's less about like the like wear and the quality of the product and it was more about like who else was in attendance there and that has a lot to do with class like of it being like not necessarily quality but like feeling like it is higher quality and that kind of brought me back to thinking about his suit and his obsession with his suit um but I liked that those characters I thought that was fun and and I thought it gave a, a good um like description and like idea of like a community coffee shop where like just people go to talk and there, yeah. there's so many issues going on at the time this is like before people were being run out of their homes and um, before the state had taken over. And it's, you know, th- this was a time when there was a little bit more fluidity between um, the Palestinian groups, but also the Jewish communities. And he talks about how his, like, uncle, I think, would, like, go and he would go to the Jewish shops and he would go mingle in Tel Aviv, like, with those communities before everything kind of exploded and um i think that those places and like the these ideas of like these places and um being like the setting where a lot of these conversations are happening between people where information yeah. is being shared um that was something i really liked and then the idea of like that being stripped away and taken away and like how it's more than just like losing your home it's more than just like losing you know your friends and family it's like losing even like your network of people being able to talk about what's going on I thought that was an interesting part of the book yeah I agree no I loved the the cafe scenes were were really great I'm gonna read um so it's in chapter eight English pride which again I I really did think that was interesting I I want to like think about that more of just this juxtaposition with the British causing all of this atrocity in a lot of ways with the colonization, but then also the desire for this English suit and what this English suit um, to him affords him, yeah. even though it's like, it's brief. But um, so it's on page 55. If you have the hardback cover that we have, I, th- I think it's only in hardback, but um, Subi thought of places he knew, but also places he did not know. He thought of all the upscale places on King George and in the new Nuzah neighborhood, which intimidated him and which he'd never had the courage to venture into. 
On his fingers, he counted such places. The chic Café Veniza, the lobby of the Intercontinental Hotel, where he hoped to encounter one of the many Arab celebrities, singers, actors, writers, and poets, who came to be interviewed by the Near East Broadcasting Station, Il Sharik Il Adana, and the prestigious Il Hamra Cinema, all three located on King George Boulevard. He also thought about visiting the Orthodox Club, the football rival of his Islamic sports club, where poor Muslim boys like himself were not welcome or allowed in. Subi wanted to go window shopping along the glamorous Iskandar Awad Street and imagine his shams in a white wedding dress. He also contemplated taking a stroll along the elegant streets of Ilajami and Iljabalia neighborhoods. True, as a mechanic, he had been to many of the fancy villas to fix all sorts of water pumps and engines, but always with greasy hands, dangling trousers, and a toolbox. Um, and then it goes on, and I just really liked the how she sets the scene for yeah. the neighborhood, especially because, to be honest, again, what is what were what what is presented in a lot of ways or what you hear without looking further is kind of just this more backwards kind of location it's not po- it's almost like mm. trauma porn in some ways mm. like there's mm-hmm. there's not enough there's not enough given to the richness of the neighborhoods and the cultures and the languages and the relationships and you know it's it's easier i think to ignore some things when there's not more um like when you think it's just one way and it's just, it's, it's all poor and awful. It's like, it's almost easier to dismiss it and not see things as like these vibrant neighborhoods and communities and so much going on. And I think that the book is nice in that way because it's needed. So like, even though, again, I really wish the character development was better and stuff, but like, I'm really glad to have read this novel. It was like important for me to read it. I really appreciated it that it was like a really good like slap in the face reminder of something to pay more attention to I agree like I think that um you know the especially in like Arab cultures the way that it's talked about and presented like you said is like trauma porn or like trying to convince us that they're backwards but in fact like usually it's only once the United States has been involved with them that like their vibrant culture has like been threatened um and it's also like a great way of like you know, people not showing this side of Palestine or any other, like, Arab country, honestly, where, like, especially in the United States, there's so much, like, hateful rhetoric towards these communities and their, yeah. these religions and um, all of that. Like, I think it's important to show that these people are people in the same way that any other, like, community is. Like, they still have their local coffee shops. Do you know what I mean? Like, they, like, coffee yeah. brings everybody together. But, like, it, it is kind of true of, like, these these hubs and, like, the idea of food is not, like, a huge part of this. But, like, this idea of, like, these centers in town where people get together and they just talk and, like, they're just people just like any other people are. Um, I think we don't see a lot of that because... A lot of people have had interests mm-hmm. in in treating and convincing people, you know, that these people are different or that they're, you know, there's a lot of like othering in this book. Um, but I think it's the same kind of othering that is happening like everywhere, you know, like the, the desire to other people and to con- to convince each other that there are like these big differences and um when it's not true because like you look at this this setting and and you know some of these places you could copy and paste almost any kind of like story to it of 
you know, a young character going to these places and talking to people and like getting new ideas and being teased and having these community relationships is just all very universal. So that was really yeah. good to read about. And then I think it also makes the the devastation that happens afterward all the more like um, clear and like poignant because it's that's a difficult thing to see. Yeah, I agree. Well, I I'm glad that we read it. I'm excited to talk about it more. I think in the next episode we'll talk more about Shams, I think, and yeah. the ending of the story. Um, and maybe give some more information on what's going on now and recently with it. So, um, yeah, if you haven't, I mean, even though there were some things that we didn't love about the novel, I think it's a really good one to read. It's, it's not a difficult read or a long read. So no, it's definitely one you can get through quickly and, and, and worth it. I think like, I, I'm glad we read this. I recommend this novel, but giving those caveats yeah, to it. Yeah, so yeah, just so you're aware. Um, are you, have you been reading or watching anything else? Um, uh, House of the Dragon started. Did you watch the first yes. episode? I did. Did you like it? I love it. I love it. Okay. I like, I liked it too. I mean, like I, I liked Game of Thrones and I like this. I'm totally entertained by it. So yeah, I'm digging it. I think, I think the casting's really great. And, um, yeah, I'm You're really. You're a big Matt Smith fan though too, are you? I don't really no, like him in this. no. I'm not a big Matt Smith fan. Oh, it's it's a you're a cumber bitch. That's what you are. Yeah, I'm a cumber bitch, um, as we've established many a time. Yes, on yes. Mm -hmm. um, but I really like um, the actress that they got to play R Rhaenyra, the younger Rhaenyra, and then yeah, um, is she gonna be in it? Or is, was it just that episode that no, she was in? Because isn't think, it? I think they'll transition her out in the next like couple episodes. But I think she's going to be in it for a while. Um, I don't want to discuss spoilers, but like just based off of like how the story, the plotline like shook out in Fire and Blood, I imagine she has like a few more episodes um, before it transitions to the to the. I can't remember uh, the other actress's name, but um, okay. No, I'm I like I love it and like I feel like the the actors that they got to play the, like the side characters I think are fantastic like the the one that's going to that plays um the king's hand Lord Hightower. I think he okay. is really great. I think like I'm so excited to see more of that and then um I, I just I I actually I think that they did a fantastic job. It's kind of fun seeing what they can do with um, a story that is more open to interpretation and to like deciding how it really went. Because um, in case anybody has not read *Fire and Blood* by George R. R. Martin, is it's it's not told like a narrative. Um, a character narrative you're not in any character's heads it's more of like a historical telling and so a lot of the information is like taken by you know this person in the court called mushroom and um so, so it like a lot of stuff is like gossip you know in the book and so it's fun to see how they're gonna like move everything forward and play with these characters more i think it's gonna be really great i have i have great feelings after the first episode and it just got renewed for a second season already 
and I'm excited to see what they do. I'm curious, like, how they're going to – I mean, there's a lot that happens in the story. You read Fire and Blood, right? Yep, I read them all. Yeah. Um. So, like, I'm gonna be, it's going to be interesting to see, like, how long they take to tell the story because, obviously, in Fire and Blood, like, they're telling, like – the entire history of the Targaryens so the whole it's not like they take up the whole book you know so it'll be interesting to see how long like this story plays out but um yeah I agree I'm really liking it um I will watch the next episode tonight yeah yeah and then I I recommend again Reservation Dogs on Hulu Mm -hmm. it is so good so funny the episode that just got released I died. I thought it was so good. It was such a good episode and it was so funny. So I really recommend that. Um, okay. Yeah. And I was right about the bear. Well, you probably still haven't watched it yet, but I'm hearing all sorts of good things about it. No, so I've, you heard, should really... I've heard nothing but good things. I'm telling you, I keep trying to get Brian to watch it with me. But then every time we sit down to watch a show, he's like, oh, I don't want to start a new show tonight. Let's watch something we've already watched. So like in case I fall asleep, like it's fine. And I'm really annoyed because I think he'll really like it. But I'm telling you, if I can't get him... I'm really annoyed, too. If Tell I, Brian I'm annoyed. If I can't get him to watch it this week, I'm just going to bite the bullet and I'm going to watch it by myself. Because... Thank you. I watched it by myself. I didn't watch it with Kendrick. I told him how good it was. But, you know, sometimes you just got to do it. You just can't wait for them. Like, if they're going right. to not get on the train, they don't get on the train. They You're can right. get on another train. And they'll eventually get on your train. And then you get to do the I was right thing. And you should have done it when I said or something. like. And that's always gratifying. So... Yeah. Just go for it. Sometimes I just, like, I need to be more sneaky about it. I've done this with Brian before where, you know, he hasn't been, like, overly eager at all to watch a show. And then I just, like, sneakily start playing it in the background when he's, like, doing other things. And then he gets intrigued. And then he'll get into it. he finds himself sitting down on the couch all of a sudden. And I think that's just what I need to do with this. Yeah, there you go. All right. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll give you that. another update and, next week. Okay. Other than that, I haven't. I I, ha- I already started uh, ground beneath her feet because mm-hmm. I whipped through uh, autumn. Crap. Autumn. Thank you. I was gonna say fall, and I'm like, what the hell? I don't know why I'm saying that. Um, autumn. So that's it. I'm just still trying to get through that, and then I'm watching. Lower Decks season three just premiered. So if you're Star Trek fans, it's like so good. I love Lower Decks. Um, and then my uh, girl I went to high school with, super talented poet, she just released um, a poetry book, uh, Golden Axe, um, and it's amazing. So I totally recommend, even if you're not a poetry fan, like mm-hmm. I'll have to send you a copy, Sadie, because it's okay. really good. I think you'll really like it. So it's kind of in the Afro-pioneerism vein, um, but really, really good, just great. Um, and she's awesome. So it's so exciting. I'm so like envious she's a really great writer so um but that's it so I'm excited to talk more about this book because even though it had its challenges for me like yeah. I'm really glad we read it so I hope you guys pick up a copy hopefully the this episode didn't make you not want to read it but just given those caveats so yeah I feel I honestly I feel like I um would have almost enjoyed it more if my expectations were low about those aspects of the book. Mm. Does that make sense? Like, I feel like if I went sure. into this being like, okay, like, yeah, like I heard the dialogue's clunky, then I would go in not being so bugged by the clunky dialogue and I would be able to just like let go of it and focus on like the other 
truly great things about the book. Um, yeah. So. Well, there you go then. So we, we just, we did that for you. That's what we're here for. Yeah. Um, yeah. So hope you liked it. Or if you haven't read it, hope you can go get it and like it. We'd love to hear what you think. Um, yeah, I think that's it. So yeah. we'll talk more about it next time. Looking forward to it. Me too. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye.